little man. I will destroy you! You sound like a jerk! If you ask me, everybody in this theater is a giant sucker! Especially you! I was saying, Bruins. Give me some sugar, baby. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town. All right, all right, and hey, 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 big sh- you're listening to Bunch of Dorks, big show number 243. That doesn't rhyme with anything fun, so I'm just going to say 243. And then I'm going to muse about, oh my God, how long is 243 shows? Um, I was going through the old catalog uh, for the other show. Anyway, this is Bunch of Dorks. Um, my name is Mao. I have a B-movie podcast called Slow Robot go uh, with a friend, Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown. And um, you can check us out on iTunes and Stitchers and blah, blah, blah. Or you can go to a bunchofdorks.com in which you will find three mystical buttons. The first one is Slow Robot Go-Go. That's for all your B-movie review needs and just general whatnot talking about movies. The middle button is Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown, King Don, Houston, and Rook Takes a Bath. And that's all about um, the funny books, as it were, comics. And then the third button, which hopefully you stumbled upon, is this one, which is where uh, I talk about usually one and or two topics and play lots of music, and hopefully you dig all of that sucka. All right, 243 shows. Today's topic, I'm going to be talking about I took a trip to Ohio, and uh, some of the good, some of the bad, and some of the surprising. So yeah, there's all of that. Uh, I was going to change my topic, because last, last week I, t- I said, oh, I'm going to talk about my trip to Ohio, because I'm always such a downer on this show, and I don't mean to me, but I, I am very critical and sarcastic. Um, I I was like, man, I should do a show blasting Black Friday, but I think what I'm going to do is next week I'm going to do a show blasting Black Friday, because it is basically represents all the evils of mankind, but as I said, I will digress been a bumpy couple of weeks. Let's talk about Ohio. Now, uh, for those of you who don't listen to this show often or don't know, I grew up in Pennsylvania, which is basically the same thing as Ohio, but quite, but a little bit different. Um, the trip to Ohio was basically to escape the uh, Florida sun, where basically it rains hot, lo- hot molten lava on your head. Um, and when it's not raining lo- molten lava on your head, you wish it was because it, it's brutally hot. Uh, so to escape that, I was like, hey, I'll go up to Ohio. And, you know, it's kind of c- it's a cooler weather. It's starting to cool down. Um, other parts of America cool down much faster than Florida does. And I wanted to see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the um, Football Hall of Fame. Uh there's also some, um, there was a couple, uh, audio museums uh, I went to, and also I, I do a thing where there was a show back in the day called Man vs. Food. I think it's still on, but it sucks now, so I don't watch it. But, um, basically, a guy used to go around and he'd do all these food challenges, and while he was there, he would always highlight some of the local color, like, oh, you know, you should check out, he would do like two normal restaurants where he's like, look at this place, isn't this awesome? And it's like the oldest restaurant in the area or a really good diner or something made famous for some reason. And then he would go to a third one and be like, oh, okay, I'm going to eat 
you know, wings that are dipped in Satan's urine or whatever. It's, you know, like there would be one challenge where you're like, I'm going to eat 55 pounds of cheese. And like, well, that's dumb, but he would. And, um, so all these, all this, uh, restaurant went around, like he's been all over the country. So I've kind of made it a thing where I do that too. I don't do the challenges, but I go to where he was. Um, it's something fun to do. It, there's no real reason to it. You know, I'm up to like nine or eight or nine. Um, there was three and or four in Florida and then one in, um, Las Vegas. And then this one, you know, like as you travel around, it gives you the opportunity. You just go in and try some of the stuff, you know, some of the food that was on this TV show. It, it like I said, it's pointless, but it's something to do. Okay. So fly into, uh, Ohio and uh the flight's pretty good. Rent a car, okay, that's that's fine. Um nothing really you know, good, bad or indifferent about that. Uh first place you go go we go to uh is Canton, Ohio. And that's the football hall of fame. Right off the bat, um I'm a little bit worried about driving because Florida driving is a lot different than any other place in the entire universe driving. Um in that Mm. Florida's basically horrible. Uh, I mean, not not Florida itself. The driving in Florida. Uh, very aggressive. Very just stupid. There, there's always people going incredibly too fast. I drive fast, but I mean, like, there's there's no... It's a lawless land, is what I'm saying. Like, basically, there's no cops. Anything goes. You know, there's there, you know, there'll be people from Canada in front of you that don't know where they're going. There's an old woman who can't see over a steering wheel... And then there's somebody up your ass doing 120. And, and this is just just normal. That's like when you back out of your driveway. That's what... that's As you're backing out of your driveway, that's what you get. So the first thing that strikes me is I'm driving on the interstate in Ohio. And um, I, I'm barely doing the speed limit. And no, everyone else is just doing the speed limit. Or sometimes less than the speed limit. And no one's like shooting a gun at me. Or anyone. Like... And they have the two-second rule. There's in the olden days there was this thing called the two-second rule, when you had respect for humankind, or you you know, or you were a nice person, or even just had any kind of moral or ethical background or grounding. What you wouldn't tailgate somebody. You there was a two-second rule, like where the there the rear bumper of the car before you would pass, like say just take an object like a telephone pole, as right when it passes, you should be able to go 1,001, 1,002 before your front bumper goes across that and um that's how I was taught growing up and that's even how I drive today I try to but you know basically in Florida again if you do the two second rule you're going to get caught off by 19 cars and probably an 18 wheeler that two second rule means oh I can do 100 miles an hour and just slam in between your you and that person in front of you um it's a very sad state of affairs so I'm driving and I'm like looking around. I was like, "Wow, this is incredible." I mean, there, there is it, you when you're as you're driving, there's no aggression whatsoever, and it was shocking to me, you know. And 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 it's a much different landscape. The like, of course, there's now when I was in Korea, there's mountains everywhere. Um, so I, you know, Florida is very flat, so you just kind of get used to it. I've been in Florida since 1993. Um. You know, you go to, uh, you go up north and you, there's like greenery and 
mountains and hills and like the the roads curve really hard and some parts when you're not used to it that actually is kind of like intimidating a little bit because you're like oh my god i gotta stop on a hill on a corner and blah 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 but uh the driving went well even even in you know canton is a small area and it's i'm assuming it's on, the only means of support is the football hall of fame all right i'm gonna get into some music real quick and then when i come back i will talk about the football hall of fame it doesn't matter what your name is Well, I was born 
was a band called Husqvarna. They were uh, one of the first bands that I ever contacted, and this was um, for the uh, for the for the Dub 420 project, which was a t- local TV show on the public access down here. Uh, got their music, really dug them. In fact, I'm doing the next music break is also going to be a, a different band, but this band was called Husqvarna, and the CD was called Music for Pornos first song was called Stomping Grounds. The second one was called Mad Chicken Disease. Um, really great guys. They were they were kind enough to let us use their music, and they've let us use their music all this time. I don't even know. I don't think the band is in existence anymore, but I wish it, really wish it was. Um, them and another CD that I have that I'm going to be playing a little bit later, I, I really just love their sound. Love their, you know, real just uh, cool punk, you know. So I hope you dig them. Um, I will, as always, put the link on the show notes. Um, and if you're just doing a Google search, do Husqvarna and then put band behind it because otherwise you're going to get like chainsaws and motorcycles and blah, 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 blah. So anyway, now on to Canton where there's the Football Hall of Fame. And as I was listening to this music, it struck me uh, a lot of my listeners are cube monkeys and that they are uh, trapped inside of cubes inside of a building. And uh, football is the sport where there's huge people with pads and helmets on and they throw an oblong ball or they run an oblong ball in an effort to outscore their opponents which with lots of hitting and lots of uh, angry testosterone stuff. Just so you know. Uh, catering to my audience here. Um, I love football. Uh, I've, I've always loved football. And we went... Um, got to Canton and... Uh, it, the Hall of Fame is like really a celebration of of the heritage of football, which most people do not know. The heritage of football is is it's really um, it's a really deep you know like heritage where like a lot of times the teams went away. It was like one of those shoestring budget things. It might not have made it. It might have made it. You know, um, and you're looking at these pictures of like the first game and. And like and the helmets that they used and pads and they used to not have any pads and it used to just be like 
you know, seven guys on seven guys, and it was like almost like a scrum kind of a game. And you start to realize how it's evolved. And you're like looking at the coaches, and you're looking at these teams, and right when you walk up to the second, like the first floors, you're like looking at all these old pictures, and these are like, you know, like the first guys basically played football for nothing, and then they, you know, washed the mud and blood off, and they went to their job at the mill, you know, like, like that afternoon, you know, that that was basically the start of football. And you walk up to the second tier, and you look at the wall, and the wall is this gigantic graph, and it shows, like, above the line are teams that are in existence, and below the line are teams that failed, and there's more below the line, of course. And that's when it hits you, you know, modern era, the undertaking to get a team, to get established, to get a stadium, to get all this stuff, they're not going away. And if they do, they're just going to another city. Like, they just get sold, uh, like a few have, and, and it angers the fan base incredibly. And it's one of those things where you look at it and you're like, wow, you know, what what we have now is, I don't want to say like the cream of the crop, but it's it was a rarity to the to, for them for the teams to make it. So we are kind of very fortunate that you know the teams we have are the teams we have, you know. And then you you're looking at the it, there's a lot of interactive stuff where you you put on the helmet so you can hear um, now like the players have mic'd up helmets so you put the helmet on and you hear this chatter that this quarterback hears in his head and it's basically simulating the, the rantings of an insane person. You know the coaches rattling off red dog things. There's like ten thousand words for one play, and you're like, oh my god! And that makes sense to them, which is these people are geniuses apparently. Um, and then it also talks about what what uh, what each commissioner did, like the changes they made to to better the sport. You know, and everyone's always critical of commissioners, and it's very easy. Um, and this is everyone. Anytime someone has the higher up, someone goes the more shots are taken at them because no one understands what they go through, you know. Um, so this highlighted some of the glory that they did, some of the good things that they did. And it also, and then you got to look at the, the different balls that, like it started out, the, the damn football was almost like a basketball, you know. And they kept on changing it and changing it to what it is now, which is, you know, basically a, a really slick, passable ball. So anyway, not, not to bore you too long, I left there with with a real um like invigorated sense of like wow that what what a great heritage it was what 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 really awesome like background to this you know um and then uh, I also stayed I stayed in, in in a hotel called the McKinley and I was like oh okay whatever I got to be honest with you I am the atypical stupid american in that I don't know a whole lot about history uh especially my history uh, or, or the United States history. I probably know more Japanese history than I do American history, which is sad, but true. And um, and then it turn, comes to find out McKinley was the president. And I was like, oh, okay, wow. And then you also come to find out he's buried really close to there. Uh, so I, fa- then, and I ate this really cool, like, old diner. The diner had been there since the 40s or whatever, and that was really cool. Uh, that's what I always like to do whenever I'm on vacation. I like to go sit in... You know, have breakfast at some greasy spoon that's been there for a hundred million years. You know, that's where you kind of really get a feel for a place. You know, and then, um, and then, uh, so that was kind of cool. Then I saw the McKinley thing, which is basically like this gigantic mausoleum, and 
and you walk up like a million steps and um it made me think of Rocky because Rocky runs up those steps and then does the and jumps around and I didn't do that because I pretty much needed an iron lung to get up to the top and then I turned around and looked at this mound of gigantic grass and I was like how the hell do they mow this thing I I'm not the land, land. I wanted to actually ask the 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 maintenance guy if I would have found one. I would have said, "How the hell do you mow this?" Because I mean, literally, it's like just like a mountain, a mound of dirt. But whatever. I guess that's. I'll have to look that up online. I'll Google it. As put it in the internet, as my dad would say. So, overall, um, Canton is a very small place, but cool. Um, had a lot of fun there. There was this very old abandoned um, Hercules Engines was a factory there and um, along a railroad track and I took a lot of pictures of this dilapidated like you know like kind of abused and dying factory and I mean obviously it's it's, desert, it's deserted but I even noticed that in in um, in uh, Korea when I travel I kind of take a lot of pictures of like that kind of thing the the empty railroad station that's dilapidated or the or the ripped up you know factory that's just falling in on itself with always and there's always like barbed wire and stuff like that it's a very it's not I don't want to say grim because it's not grim it's just part of the the natural cycle of businesses and the natural cycle of everything you know and uh, but that's what I like to capture and I I try to capture it in different ways like where you're looking down a chain link fence and then you you see the window that's smashed out on the very end you know fo- it focus it in so that was kind of cool and then uh, and then I left Canton you know and like I said Canton was small but but nice uh, I did see a, there was a uh, one last thing I saw there was a an old car museum and and I love car museums and this this guy was apparently very rich. And very eclectic, you know, and those are the most fun when you're walking around. Because usually what happens is you go to these, like, car museums, and it's just one really rich guy. His stuff, it's just his stuff on display, you know. And you walk around, and, and this guy was out to lunch. Like, he had, like, all different kinds of stuff, you know, I, BMW Isettas and Packards and Mustangs. Like, he just had everything, you know. He had a little bit of everything, and it was those are the most fun because they're nutty, you know. So, it was a good time. All right, after that, packed up and onward, upward to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And on that note, I'm going to put a little bit of rock and roll uh, in this Ayatollah. I'll be back.
See this? This is my boomstick! All right. Now, that was Moron Envy. That's, again, they were another group that signed on really early with the uh, Dub420 project, and I was really happy to have them. Uh, I think one of the guys from that group moved actually moved down to Orlando. I don't, I don't know if he's still there or not. The uh, Moron Envy is the band name. Temporary Escape from Insan- Insanity is the CD name... And I played track one, which is Be Ameri- I Can, and the second one was Come On 7. So uh, the, the, I'll play a lot more of those guys and the Husqvarna throughout these years because they uh, they're a very fun group. I really enjoy their stuff. Okay, so well, where was I? Yes, I just left that place, uh, Canton. Um, I think it was Canton. No, maybe it was Cleveland. Because then from Canton, I went to Cleveland. And 
Cleveland was where I hit up all the uh, man versus food places, along with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So there was one called the Melt. It was like crazy melted cheese place. Um, very, uh, it was it was good. The server had one arm. It was weird. I mean, not weird that somebody has one arm, but I wouldn't be a server if I had one arm. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like that's like a one-legged kicker. Whatever. It worked. She. We got our food. You know. So yay. And then um, the uh, the second place there was an open like an open market, open air market. And it was one of those really, uh, like, dumpy, stinky kind of places. And, and this had uh, Steve's Euro stand, which, wow. Um, I'm not a super huge Euro, J-Y-R-O, you know, I don't know. I, I think I'm saying it right, Euro, Euro fan. But holy hell, that was awesome. And then the third place was this, uh, I can't remember the name. Actually, oh, actually, I stole the 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 uh, menu from the the melt place because it was really weird. It was like a comic. It's like a really wacky uh, menu, so I have that hung up in the studio here, in uh, Bod Studio. Uh, and then the third place was I can't even remember the name of it. It was like the I don't know. It was some kind of a they served po, po boys, um, which is just like a, a fancy name for a, just an open face sandwich kind of thing. And that was uh, that was okay. I, they they had a little bit of that I want to kill Whitey going on like I was obviously in the wrong neighborhood uh, but whatever I lived and it was good food so who cares then on to Rock and Roll Hall of Fame now uh, let's see I enjoyed it I enjoyed it I enjoyed Cleveland a lot um, a friend of mine who did the, uh, the did the Dub 420 with me and you know been been a friend since I met him at, at my work um He's a huge Cleveland fan, so I got to walk around the the Cleveland Browns stadium on the outside, and uh, you know I was channeling his spirit, you know. So I was like, "Yay, go Browns!" Um, I, I wish they would win for him, but they don't. But maybe one day they will, but probably not. Um, and then I so I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is pretty near there actually. It wasn't too far, and that was really cool. Um, you get to see all the artifacts and all the bands and all. They, there's tons of tons of tons of stuff there, you know. And each every now and then they change the, the exhibit so like they feature somebody else. They feature uh, the, the Rolling Stones were featured when I went. You know, you could tell like Pink Floyd was there. They they change it up every now and then. Um, and they have a really different. They kind of induct people, even people that influenced people. You know, so that's kind of the weird part about it. Um, I know they get it criticized a lot for this as well, where you're walking around in the hall of the rock and roll hall of fame and you're, you're seeing like Aretha Franklin and you're seeing like, you're seeing a lot in muddy waters, you know, you're seeing all these guys that they're not rock and roll. So although I understand their tradition, I understand why they would do that, you know, like two life crews in there and, and I have mixed feelings about it, to be honest with you. It's kind of like, well, you're not rock and roll. Like, uh, you know, that'd be like saying, oh, you know, you, if you went to the, the Football Hall of Fame and, and then there's just some baseball players there because they were like, well, we liked baseball a lot and we said, hey, let's make our own sport, you know. And you're looking at some bus of, of, of Babe Ruth and stuff. But that's kind of different. I, I mean, I guess it's different. Music is such a living, breathing thing. Everything influences everything. So I actually, I didn't, I didn't care so much that they did that. Um, 
it is some I know I know a lot of people are very critical of the list that they uh, every year you know I know this year they're talking about Kiss is going into the uh, to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and I was like oh my god if I thought Kiss would sell out before good lord there's going to be Kiss Slurpees I mean it's going to they're just going to dust off all the stuff that didn't sell the first time and just resell it now uh except a 50% markup and and I'm critical of Kiss I like Kiss's older stuff um, you know, hell, they made their living. Good, good on them. Uh, I, who am I to say? But uh, yeah, they are the most merchandised of bands. Um, and and you know, there's a lot of interactive stuff. You get to see a lot of really cool guitars. You get to really, see, you you know, you learn a little bit here and there. It wasn't as educational. I found Graceland to be a bit more educational, believe it or not. Um, only because at Graceland you're um. You're learning more uh, more about like really what he was like, really what he did, uh, instead of the little montages and oh he died on the crapper, you know. So it's one of those things where, um, you know, I I liked the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I enjoyed seeing the different stuff that they had going on there. But reality of it was, you know, it was kind of really uh, there's it was all over the place, uh, and it's tall. Um, I don't like heights, and the top. The top part is really open and very high, and uh, I, I could do it, but yeah, it's like, oh man, I felt a little, little creaky up there. All right, I'm gonna go to a music break, and then I'll finish out with my trip to Ohio. <laughs>
That was The Ghastly Ones from their CD, A Haunting We Will Go. Number seven, uh, Lonesome Undertaker. And number eight, Mysterion. Um, I picked those two because I like The Undertaker as a wrestler, and I like the movie The Mysterions from Japan, which is awesome. Uh, Some parting remarks. Ohio means hello or good morning in Japanese, so that's kind of cool that our state says good morning. And um, I was in Ohio one other time. Uh, I flew out there for a learning, uh, like testing to prove I was worthy to be a Bob Evans manager. When I moved to Florida, I was unable to procure uh, a job in my related field of study. And I ended up being a restaurant manager for three years. Then I finally broke into my field of study. Now I'm wondering if I should go back to being a Bob Evans manager. That's not true. But some days are harder than others. Um, yeah, so overall, I had a wonderful time in Ohio. I uh, I had often r- written it off as a uh, almost like a joke state. It isn't. I mean, like kind of like Jersey. Like, oh, I'm going to go visit Jersey. No, no one, no one says that. No one's ever said that. But um, it's very cool. They got a lot of stuff. They have a lot of stuff going on. Clean city. Um, I wasn't uh, harassed by bums at all. That that was unique. You know, the driving's impeccable. There's, uh, it was cool overall. I, I I had a really fun time. You know, and I en- I always love going on vacation. Um, to see different places. You know, a lot of times. I burned through a lot of vacations, either going back home, or um, or just you know, oh, not doing anything, you know, saving money or whatever. And what a waste, you know. I I really hope to, uh, you know, I want to see Seattle soon. I want to see. There's always there's so many places in the world to see. Uh, it really is a waste. Whenever I sit on my ass on my couch and watch movies, I like watching movies a great deal as well. Uh, so if you have a chance. I would suggest hit up Ohio. It's pretty cool. Oh, I also did get to see this gigantic, like, toy store that had, like, all that old toys, you know. Unfortunately, they were one of those that's, like, priced. The reason they have so many old toys is because nobody's going to pay, pay $300 for a Dukes of Hazard lunchbox. Uh, you know, but it's cool to look at that stuff. They also had the nicest filing system for, for comic books I've ever seen. They're, like, oak drawers with, like, glass fronts. It really was, like, wow, that's... Pretty pretty schnazzy. Um, the other th- one of the things that's coming up uh, soon is Slow Robot Go Go is having its it soon it will be the hundredth show. Um, I'm really excited, but I also don't know what to do. Uh, if anyone has any ideas, you know, post them in comments or whatever, or email at z e n b o n e at hotmail dot com. Um, it's one of those things where it's kind of a hundred a hundred is a special mark um, in podcasting. Um, so is 200, so is 250, you know, that's coming up here, 250 is coming up soon, but, um, you know, I don't take them lightly, it's, every benchmark is, is, is cool, it's another, another milestone past, you know, so, um, I'm really not sure what we're going to do about that, but hopefully it is grandiose, I would ask that everyone goes to bunchofdoorarcs.com and clicks on all three of the buttons to listen to all of the inane banter, hell, you're just sitting in a cubicle anyway, right? Right. Okay, that's all for show num- Bunch of Dorks, show number 243, and I will catch you next week.